0: Financial support for this podcast comes from Bo's Restaurant, located at 2304 Thomas Drive in beautiful Panama City Beach, Florida. Bo's is open from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday and offers some of the best food in the Florida Panhandle. For takeout orders and more information, give them a call at 850-775-1828. Also, from our friends at KL Skaggs Heating and Air LLC, the next time you are in need of an HVAC repair, please consider giving them your business. Christian-owned and operated and above and beyond service any time of the day. Call them anytime at 850-238-5414.
1: There are many sports podcasts out there, but only this one is right on.
2: Welcome in, everybody, to the Ride On Sports Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Wright, here as always with my co-host, Marcus Wisner. Marcus, we got a good show in store for everybody today.
1: We sure do, man. It's not one of those where we do an
2: episode and then something happens a day later and then we get to talk about it next week. Like, it actually happened today. Yeah, this is, pretty, this is all pretty fresh, so we're going to do a lot of college football talk today. We're going to be joined by two great guests that we'll introduce here in just a moment once we transition out of this introduction, but we wanted to get into this first. Marcus, can you tell everybody where to find us on social media? First off, as always, uh, you can find us on Facebook, Right On Sports.
1: Uh, that's pretty much where our base of our followers are at. Uh, if you have Twitter, uh, at Right On Sports, and Instagram, Right On Sports as well. So, both Instagram and twitter are i I just started those up uh, probably about a week ago, so um I'll sp- slowly but surely be posting as much as I would on Facebook on both the other platforms as well.
2: We're looking for y'all to follow us on those platforms if you got them. Help us get out there, help us get the word out. I think we're doing a pretty good job. We've, well, we've already been doing this. We were talking about seven months mm-hmm. yeah, seven months, man. You think about it like what we've done and how much we've
1: how much we how much we've done and even though like our base audience is in panama
2: like just for doing what we did in seven months is i mean it's pretty good yeah absolutely i mean we got a lot of growth left to do a lot of room for uh a lot of room for improvement so always we're gonna keep going but that room for improvement comes from you guys that are listening to us and if you're listening to us on apple Podcasts, you got to do us a huge favor go and leave us a review That's really, really important to helping people find us. So leave us a good review. I mean, don't leave us a bad review. If you're going to leave us a bad review, don't leave us a review. But if you're going to leave us a review, leave us a good review. That will help people find us. Um, We would really appreciate that for sure. Um, Also, I want to plug this again. It's coming up this Sunday. The Stuff the Bus New Wave Championship Wrestling is going to be hosting. I, I guess I said that wrong. But New Wave Championship Wrestling will be hosting the Stuff the Bus winner. Warfare, as they're calling it. It'll be uh, at the Todd Herendine Theater here in Panama City Beach this Sunday. Uh, it's at 8010 Front Beach Road, uh, Panama City Beach, Florida. Uh, the bell is going to ring at 6 p.m., first bell. The doors are going to open at like 5 p.m., but they're going to have donation boxes out there all day. The main goal for this event is to get kids toys that don't have them this Christmas. Stuff the Bus Toy Drive. They've been doing a lot of great work in uh, the local Panama City community here for such a long time. So make sure you get out there. Bring a toy. Even if you don't want to come to the wrestling show, bring a toy for the kids. Uh, If you bring... Okay, so general admission for this event is eight dollars. If you want to sit ringside, it's ten dollars. Um, and if you want to do meet and greet with former WWE superstar James Ellsworth, who I interviewed on this podcast uh, last week, you can find that episode wherever you're listening. Go and uh, go and find that interview. Uh, if you want to come meet him, you're going to get five dollars if you bring an unopened toy for general admission. Five dollars general admission, and I think they even uh, they pretty much knock three dollars off for every ticket. So. Make sure you come out. I know I just like slaughtered this whole thing uh, because I'm not reading it off of anything. I'm just kind of I'm looking at the poster and picking information. So I just completely slaughtered it. But Winter Warfare this Sunday, Todd Heronine Theater. We'll see you there. 6 p.m. ring time. So make sure you're there at five. All right. So now that I completely destroyed that, Marcus, and just completely obliterated that, (laughs) uh, made an ass of myself on my (laughs) own show. Um, we got something yesterday that we've been talking about for a while. We got our jerseys for our podcast posted and we're very, very excited to be able to get these out to people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, the, if you haven't seen it already, uh, we posted it on our uh, Facebook page and myself and Kyle also posted on our personal pages, but the jerseys are absolutely phenomenal. Um, the company is, if correct me if I'm wrong, it's, it's alpha, correct? Yeah,
2: Alpha Graphics and Apparel based out of Baltimore,
1: Maryland. And they're, they they look phenomenal. Um Kyle himself paid for the artwork. Um but they did a really great job on it. Uh for those who live in Panama City, uh the jerseys will be $25. Outside of Panama City, you're just paying it's 25 plus you pay $5 for shipping, which yep. is great. Um and as far as the tentative time date um for when they'll be arriving uh we're expecting maybe around uh middle to late january just depends with after the holidays and collecting money because we're trying to do this as a bulk load to send it that way we're not doing a gradual thing helps everybody out with that
2: yeah it's just easier to keep track of that way so make sure you go find that you can look at our right on sports podcast facebook page we need to get those on our instagram and twitter as well Um and you could also go find them on my page at you know Kyle Aaron Wright or you can go find Marcus Weisner on Facebook as well and they're there. Uh twenty-five, like we said, twenty-five dollars. We do Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal. All the information's there. Orders going in next week, and like Marcus said, we should have them uh hopefully by the middle or the end of January is what we're aiming for.
1: Yep. They they look really good, man. Uh like I told you before earlier today, I showed them to my softball team that I played with ton- tonight, and I think the whole team's gonna have it. We might we might just
2: be called the right on right on team, you know. <laughs> hey, representing down there in Tampa, but that's yeah. the whole goal. That. That's the whole goal of this. What we uh, just to let everybody know the reason that we wanted to do this is not only are they just badass to have because I'm excited to have, be able to even just wear it, but um, it, it's to get it out there. It's to get jerseys down to Tampa with our logo on it, a, t- a t-shirt because. Um, like, I can't tell you how many times I've been wearing a shirt for uh, people that have sponsored my teams, like Bose Restaurant or Team MVP, Real Estate. Uh, shout out to Leanne for that. But, and people will go, what is that? What is that? What is that? Yeah, and I it's think- Marketing 101, bro. That's all it Absolutely.
1: is. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And so, that's if, goal. if you have, like, suggestions of, like, let's say you don't want a jersey. Not everybody wants a jersey, but, like, maybe you want a t-shirt or maybe you want shorts or a hat. Or something, you know what I mean? Like, you know, those suggestions could always be brought to us, and so then we could see how much of a cost to have it made, and then obviously how much it would be to sell.
2: Hats so. are next. Hats are next. Oh, hats are, are next. Snapbacks? I'm going to work on it. Yeah. Oh, I, yes. I, it'll probably just say alpha on it, and then with the logo on the side or something. Oh, that's but cool, man. Hey, I like that, though. You got to have a hat to match the uniform, right? Exactly. Exactly. Dabs. I like that. I like that. Easily. Oh, no doubt. Got to have it. All right, so we're about to bring our guests onto the show. Um, Marcus, are you ready to get into this? I am absolutely ready. All right, guys, this is our uh, segment here on college football. All right, as promised, rolling right in here to the college football conversation. Me and Marcus are still here. I want to bring on our guests right now. Uh, first of all, we got Dan Gonzalez from the Shut Up and Listen podcast. Kind of become like a frequent flyer of the show. Welcome back, Dan.
0: Thank you for having me on again, guys. I appreciate
2: it. Absolutely, anytime, anytime, and uh, of course, returning guest of the show as well, Jeremy Ayala. I hope I said that right. He was uh, he joined us for our Arizona Cardinals podcast, so welcome back, Jeremy.
3: Thanks for having me, and yeah, it was close enough to being right. Don't worry.
2: All right, so uh, I kind of promised this when we, before we started recording. So um, I'm, I don't have to say your last name again, by the way. So it's just Jeremy, and I, I'm like 95 percent sure I can I can get that right. Um, okay. So I, I kind of I, I I teased this a little bit before we uh, before we got going, and I want to talk to you guys about something real quick. Do you know that uh, Dan? I don't. You didn't join us for the Jets podcast, did you?
0: Yeah, I was the Jets one.
2: That's right. You were on our Jets episode, and Jeremy was on for our um, was on for our Arizona Cardinals episode. And I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but the Dolphins went three and zero against you guys this year.
0: (laughs) You know what? You You
3: can thank Zane Gonzalez for that.
2: (laughs) What I mean? Okay, the Arizona game was good, but Dan. You guys didn't even score on us this year. It's called a
0: tank, sir. T Law is coming to NY. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, no, for real though. I, honestly, a great season, and li- at least we're not Cowboys fans because that's fair, dude. Be, it could be worse. It could all. be feel worse.
0: so. I feel so
2: bad for them. Ooh. I don't. Come on. Well, man. I I want I, you to feel no, bad, but lot, then I don't. Zach,
0: Da- Dak is a nice guy. That da- that that was painful to watch.
2: Oh yeah, no no no. I feel bad for Dak. I, I don't feel bad for the Cowboys or the fans. No, sorry, Marcus. I love you, but
1: it's okay, man. Dolphins fans have been through a lot, so you guys get a pass this year. Cheering for the Dolphins is probably the stupidest thing that I do. Actually, the Dolphins, the Cardinals, and the Jets. Like the, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: yep. All over the country, I'm, I'm every the, corner of the country we have the is represented. Greatest trio.
1: It's like the Bermuda Triangle the of, of it's the Bermuda Triangle of the NFL the last twenty years. <laughs> yeah, because there ain't a whole lot of
3: winning going on
0: in, in that <laughs> no. triangle. No.
3: All right, so disappeared.
0: Go ahead, man. Dude, in high school the Jets were in the playoffs, and now now that I'm out of high school, we're trash. I don't get it.
1: Is that the year? That, is that the like the one and done year of Brett Favre, or the nah, Chad Pennington the, era, the back, or the Butt the, Fumble Sanchez?
0: The, Not nah, that. No, nah, this is the back-to-back AFC title game appearances with Sanchez.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I forget true. how good Sanchez was for like that good that that two-year stint. No, nah,
0: let me let me clarify. It's how oh. good the running game was, and we had a top-five defense
2: every year. Yeah, that's, yeah. Fair. that's fair. But Sanchez still did good. I mean, when he had Santonio Holmes come down, and
0: I mean, I could be good too with a prime Braylon Edwards and a prime Santonio Holmes and Dustin Keller next to me. That's fair. Yeah,
2: that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right, guys, let's not turn this into a freaking NFL episode. Let's, the, the focus today is college football. So I want to start with you, Marcus, and I want to go to this first question that we have down. Um, just give me your overall impression, uh, without kind of spoiling the questions that we have later on, but just everything from top to bottom, your impression on college football so far this season. Uh, college football in general, on a scale of one to ten, I say it's probably a six. Um,
1: I was not a fan from the get go of a conference only schedule. I think that that was kind of. I understand why they did it, but it's. I think it's. It's been a. It's been a disaster. Um, you've got some. You've got some conferences that are playing ten game schedules. Some are playing six. Some are playing eight. And it's as far as debating on who goes where, who gets placed, what, and who does what. Um, it's hard for the committee to decide who is who can go where. I mean, the top four is kind of like I mean, that hasn't changed a whole lot, right? But outside of that, I mean, there's still other bowls that are playing. You still got the New Year's Six bowls. You still got other bowls that these. And, and on top of that, now instead of trying to you know these these primetime bowl games, that's where okay, well everybody is now eligible for a bowl game, and nobody wants to watch this. Nobody wants to watch like a LSU versus Florida State game. Like honestly. I wouldn't watch that. Would you watch that?
2: No, I'm a Florida State fan, and I wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Watch it.
1: I mean, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, I, I would. Ra- I would rather watch. I mean, I know Ohio State would have beat Michigan by fifty, but I would rather watch Michigan and Ohio State play than than that game. I think that they could have done a could lot you, better. You
3: repeat that one more time.
1: I would rather watch Ohio State and Michigan because it's a rivalry game. No, the one before over, that. That Ohio State would beat Michigan by fifty. Oh, oh yeah. I mean. Okay. But, thank you. Oh yeah. But, no, it, I think they could have done a lot better. But they, they, they've done about as good as they could. But I don't know, man. I, I guess I'm just selfish. I think they could have done a lot better.
2: No, absolutely. I'll go, I'll go next here. I, I absolutely agree with that take, man. Um, it, it, this year has felt so dry to me in college football, in the world of college football. It's felt just so almost meaningless. Honestly, it's felt just pointless. I, I haven't been able to, and I'm, I know a lot of it comes from being a Florida State fan. And uh, we're going through a very, very rough stretch right now. Um, that that kind of kills it for sure. But honestly, I I used to be able to sit down and like the Iron Bowl this year. Alabama killed Auburn, but I couldn't I couldn't watch any of that game. And that that's Alabama's the best team in college football right now, in my opinion, at least. And I know we got an Ohio State fan in here with us, but. I just don't think there's anybody that can match Alabama. But I can't watch them play. I just can't do it, dude. Everything seems dry. The conference-only schedule took away games. Like, we were supposed to get Ohio State and Oregon this year. We were supposed to get um, – I think Oregon was supposed to play North Dakota State, actually. We were supposed to get LSU-Texas again. We were supposed to get just all kinds of, like, high-profile matchups. And the one thing that I will say positive from this – um, I have thoroughly enjoyed watching Notre Dame play a conference-only schedule or finally play a conference schedule, I should say, and do as well as they've always said that they would do. Um, I'll go to you next, Dan. Um, honestly, I
0: I I hate college football this year. I really hate it. It's a, to me, if we're doing like at out of 10, I give it like a 3.5. I would honestly get super pumped up on Saturdays. You know, you get the fans, you get the atmosphere, you get everything you want balled up into one jam-packed Saturday. And I've missed that. You know, me being a Florida State fan, obviously, you know, me, you know, Kyle, we can relate how bad we've been. Um, Yeah. And like you said, you know, and I I also also have like a soft spot for LSU. And, you know, you're at LSU, Texas, part two. That would have been incredible. You know, um, It's like, and like you said, the Iron Bowl. I had no interest in watching it, and I've always said this, and you know, you guys could probably back me up on this. That no matter how bad an Auburn team is, that game is always close. That game is always like these guys. They guys fight. You know, it's tremendous. And I had no interest in that this year. Um, but you know, like I said, I I would honestly like plan my Saturdays around certain games, and I haven't done that this year because I have zero interest. But if I did have to pick right now who I think the best team in the country is, to me, it's Clemson. Clemson is the best team in the country. I, can, I, will, I will wipe away that loss against Notre Dame. You know, not saying that DJ Uwegelele is a bad quarterback, but if Trevor, Law or Trevor, Trevor Lawrence was under the center, they're going to blow them out, and they're going to blow them out for the ACC title. That's pretty much my take.
2: You know, I want to before I send it over to Jeremy, I want to kind of capitalize on the pl- like what you, your point of like planning Saturdays around college football. I, um, for so many years, I refused to work on Saturdays for that reason. Like, I did not want to, uh, I didn't want to miss any games. Like, I was like, oh my God, we got even like just down to like Nebraska playing Michigan at 11 o'clock, like it was or 12, but for you guys, it was, it just kind of got to the point where I was like, Oh my God! I got to watch this game, and then at three thirty, Florida and Auburn play, and then at seven o'clock tonight, Florida State plays. Uh, Florida State plays Virginia or whoever the hell it would be. And I just used to sit down and love it, but this year it's just felt so dry. And with that, I'll send it to you, Jeremy. How about your take?
3: You know, I I, I have to agree with Dan. It's it's just not the same level of interest, and it, obviously it has something to do. Even through watching through TV, not having the fans there. You can feel that energy when you're watching the games, no matter who it is, and that energy, that huge amount of energy, is not there. So the game just, it does, again, it doesn't matter. Even watching Ohio State games, it's like, eh, yeah, I'm glad they're doing well. I'm glad the, the games that they're able to play, but it just, it doesn't feel the same, and it's just almost boring. You know, I hate to say that, but yeah, I'd probably give it a three or four out of ten on on this. This whole season, it's just a <laughs> and it's just—I I applaud the individual conferences for trying. I applaud them for trying to make it work and make it work, games work, and even let fans in. You know, they're trying to make it work, but it—it's just been really hard to get as pumped up about it this year, and it's been disappointing. But you know, it—it it, it is what it is.
2: So, with that, um, unless anybody else has anything else for that first question.
0: No, we, I, I got everything covered.
2: So let's go here to uh, – we'll start with you, uh, Jeremy, on this one. The best four teams in college football. Like if you were sitting it right now, you were the committee. You had to put a one, two, three, four uh, before the conference championships are being played, of course. Who's your one, two, three, four?
3: Well, it, I, I like what the committee has done with the four right now, Alabama – Clemson. I go Alabama, then Clemson, then Notre Dame, then Ohio State, and of course everyone's going to dog on me for picking Ohio State because I only played five games. But you know, We're gonna the ta- We're gonna talent- <laughs> the talents, always there. We're always ready to play. We can't help that we had games canceled. You know, it's I I do deserve. I do believe they deserve to be at least four. But I I do also think, even though I have Alabama 1 and Clemson 2, I think if they play each other, I do think potentially Clemson could pull that game off, kind of like what Dan said earlier. I I think Trevor Lawrence would just eat up that Alabama defense, and I think Clemson has a better defense. I think it would be a shootout. But uh, in the end, I think Clemson would prevail. So I I do think uh, I I would say Alabama 1, Clemson 2, Notre Dame 3. Ohio State for.
2: Dan.
0: Um. Yeah. You know. And to bounce off what um, what he just said. Um. I. I do personally believe Ohio State deserves to be in the top four. Um. In the talents there. You know. If they played a full schedule, they would probably be undefeated. Maybe one loss, but they'll probably still play for the Big Ten title. Um. If I had to do a top four, mine will be, Bama, Clemson. Ohio State and Florida. If no one – if – you know what? If you guys have not been watching Florida, Kyle Trask is coming. And I would not be surprised if when Florida faces Alabama on December 19th that that game is like LSU versus Bama last year where it's just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And eventually one of them just pulls ahead. I'm a huge – and this is a Florida State fan, giving the Gators credit. I think that Florida offense is extremely explosive. Kyle Trask is having just as good as a year as Joe Burrow had last year. The numbers back that up. Um, I personally, I don't mind Notre Dame. I just think that, like I said, they benefited from Trevor Lawrence being out against Clemson. And I feel like Carolina, North Carolina, when they went to Chapel Hill, they made a lot of mistakes. And they were just lucky that Carolina was not able to capitalize off of them. Because if they were, Carolina blows them out. Um, but like I said, you know, once Trevor Lawrence is back in the center for the ACC title game, and I think it's also on December 19th, you're going to see a much different Clemson team. So to recap, it's Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Florida.
2: I'll go next here. Um, I've, I've got it exactly how it is right now. I actually think they have the perfect team. Um, college football playoff rankings one through four um probably probably from top to bottom really one two three four five six all the way up to 25 um i've got alabama notre dame number two clemson three because it's hard to put clemson over notre dame right now just because of that head-to-head um we could talk about trevor lawrence being out but clemson still had a decent game offensively uh they just kind of fell apart defensively and um I mean, of course, number four being Ohio State. And we're going to get to the Ohio State conversation here in a few minutes because I know a lot of people are uh, – I didn't think all four of us would agree on that. But we're, I, I still think uh, we should do some pros and cons on the Ohio State situation. But um, I, I, in my opinion, I've got the top four there. And then the drop-off from number four to number five, Texas A&M, I think it is so steep. I don't think that Texas A&M could play, take the field with these guys. Um, and Texas A&M beat Florida this year. Florida's defense no, – listen, I'm, I'm right there with you, Dan. I don't disagree about Florida's offense. Kyle Trask is on a different level. Kyle Pitts is the best tight end, maybe the best receiver in college football. Um, I just don't-
0: I, got, I got a different one on that one, but go ahead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who you got, real quick? Oh, Devonte Devontae Smith. Oh, Devontae Smith. Jesus, I can't, I can't forget about Devontae Smith. He's gonna look good in teal and orange next year. But um <laughs> but um get getting back to it, I, I just think that the Florida's defense and their slow starts that they that kind of kills them for me. So I think the steep drop off from like one, two, three, four to five and six, man, it's kind of uh it's kind of ridiculous. Marcus, I'll go to you.
1: So we have to. We have to literally think of this for a second. Notre Dame and Clemson will be playing each other for the ACC championship. It's just going to happen. One of those teams will not be in the college football playoff. It's. It's not going to happen. Um. So for the the four that I think, I think the in the order it's going to be Alabama, it's going to be Clemson, Ohio State, Texas A and M. Really. Hmm. I, I don't. I like. Think, I don't think that a and I don't I, I Clemson if I don't think um now if Notre Dame beats Clemson then uh, then then a and M will go to that a and will go and Clemson will be out but I think I think either way I don't think Florida going to be Alabama I think it's going to be a close game like you mentioned Dan I don't think they're going to beat them um, but one of those two teams will lose Clemson and Notre Dame one of those teams are going to lose this is going to happen. And so one of them's one of going to have to take the L and just and just drop off. I don't, I don't know. I, a- I, 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 think that. I mean, you you got to look at the fact that even though that they lost fifty two to twenty four against Alabama, a college football playoffs is a whole different level. We've mm-hmm. seen it before. As Florida State fans, you know, Jameis was undefeated for t- for uh, up until they played Oregon, and then Oregon came through and just dismantled them. Let's not talk well, about that. Ohio State was Ohio State in the, in the first the first college football playoff as a four seed came in and won the college football playoff right. with a third with a third string quarterback. It's a different atmosphere. Jimbo's been there before. A and M looks pretty good. Besides that one game, they I mean they've been they've been doing pretty good. So don't be surprised if they're if they're fourth. If it's not them, then it's it's like I said. It's hard to put. Florida fourth, unless they unless they upset Alabama. At that point, they'll jump to four, and then we're going to have a, you know, Florida, Bama, Notre Dame, or Clemson, and then they'd probably keep Notre Dame at that point. That'd be the only way those two are safe. Honestly. How, about, how about Cincinnati? Oh yeah, Ohio State. I'm sorry, before the Ohio State fan over there almost had a stroke. <laughs> Dude, I feel That's bad why for I haven't Cincinnati
3: because I just stroked out. <laughs> I can't believe that. But no, I agree. Cincinnati. Is- Cincinnati, you know, I, I kind of jokingly call them like the Ohio State rejects, but they got a good team going on down there. And of course, I have an
0: affinity for Luke Fickle for obvious reasons. Right. They're undefeated,
1: but they're but they're like the Boise State and TCU when they were undefeated,
0: dude. Honestly, and honestly, I'm not gonna lie,
1: Coastal Carolina is very good. So yeah, that, okay. that Coastal Carolina BYU game was phenomenal.
0: Dude, we'll the that, way the way Coastal controls the clock, it's going to be scary if they ever do get up to that like top part.
2: Well, see, this is what I wanted to go into next. This is perfect. A good segue into the next question. Is this the year that we should I mean, and I know they're not going to, but it, from a fan's perspective, is this the kind of year where you feel like exploring testing expansion would work out? Because yes. um, I, I feel like either yeah. you got to do one of two things and I'll go first on this one. You got to do one of two things. And if I was running college football, this is what I would do. You either got to go down to a one versus two and just let the winner of Alabama, Florida play the winner of uh, Notre Dame, Clemson. If you're going to hold Ohio State accountable for whatever they didn't do that we're going to get into in a minute, but or you got to expand the playoffs in this situation because you've got these other teams on the outside looking in, like Coastal Carolina. And Cincinnati, who, by the way, the whole college football playoff, this all started when Boise State knocked off Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl in, like, 2008 or something. This conversation started. And this playoff was designed for teams like them to get an opportunity, and we're not giving it to them. We're never giving it to them. We didn't give it to UCF, and then they ended up beating the team that beat both the teams that were playing for the national championship that year. So, I mean, honestly – we got to expand the college football playoff, and this is the perfect year to do it. And I'll throw yeah. it to Marcus next. Well, first
1: off, let's start here.
2: UCF was co-national champions. Let's
1: not forget that, okay? <laughs> they <laughs> did. They, <laughs> Orlando was definitely celebrating that year. People, they were co-national champions, and they said we want Bama.
2: One of my friends went there, and they were ecstatic. Honestly, oh, yeah. people, people can hate on me for it, but I 100% think they had a case for it that year. <laughs> Not That'd dude, be... <laughs> Ma- dude.
0: Mackenzie Milton was on a different level that year.
2: Yeah, he's fixing yeah, to be a, a Seminole. Work. A what? He's fixing to be a Seminole. Did, did everybody not know that? He's one hundred percent crystal ball to transfer to Florida State. Uh, we'll see. I'll cry.
1: We will see. Anyway, um,
2: Marcus. So I
1: I agree. This needs to be the year where they need to do an expansion. Baseball did the expansion. NFL did the expansion. Technically, they did. I mean. They yeah, did add no. one team per side. Um, hockey did the expansion. Basketball did the expansion. So you're telling me that something else that gets as much revenue and prime time as college football, for some reason can't figure it out. They're like, we're sticking to our traditional four-team way. Right. Now, mind you, this ha- this. I'm telling you, this has to be perfect. If you can't figure out, okay, we'll, we'll take the top eight teams. Okay, that's fine. Do do what you got to do. If you want to do eight, do eight. If you want to do ten, do ten. Regardless, why I think, no matter what should happen, of the Power Five conferences, the winner of the Power Five conference automatic playoff bid, and the other top, the other three or five should be wild cards. That's yep. like A and M, Florida, Coastal Carolina, Cincinnati's in there. But you got to give them a shot because you don't know. And if it works and people think that it's great, perfect. If it doesn't, well, you can at least say you tried instead of sitting here trying to have a committee and a debate and figure out how you can make this work. And take, no, we, we don't care. Either just run an extra week or so of college football to January. I don't think any of us care. Yeah, no. I think we'll be okay with it. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Dan?
0: Yeah, um, I 100% agree. I think the playoffs should be expanded. Um, I have my own kind of scenario. I think it should just be top eight. Um, I do agree with what Marcus said. I like the power five automatic win and get in the other three. I think it would be like the other three would be like wild cards. Um, but the top eight, I kind of understand why they don't do expansion to, a, to an extent because each game is considered a bowl game. So Like, you know, you, you get the Rose bowl, the Fiesta bowl, so on and so forth. So it'd be weird if like a team wins the Fiesta bowl and then goes to the semifinal, wins the Rose bowl. And then they win the national championship. So you won three bowls in one year. It's weird. And I get it like logistically, it probably wouldn't make sense now with COVID and everything, but I am 100% on board for a top eight. I think it should be one versus eight, you know, so on and so forth. And, um, you know, it, it just, it'll make everything so much more exciting. The top four I love, but like, imagine like an eight seed running the table and just getting to the finals. Like that, that'll create such an amazing story. Like even like a team like Cincinnati, hypothetically, say they make the the if they do a top eight. Cincinnati runs the table and gets to the national title game.
2: You know, which which they very well could. And um, I mean, you, you got to think about one thing here: if you do the round of eight, if you do an eight team playoff, this is also your, also your chance to boost the revenue on those uh, other bowl games. So you know, you got Alabama playing number eight Cincinnati in the let's just say the the Red Box Bowl. And since since it's in Mobile, Alabama, that's pretty much a home game for Alabama, and that but that brings so much revenue to that little town. That little True, area.
0: and I, I have a I have a quick rebuttal on that one. And if they don't want to do it that way, then I would just label it as the National College Football Quarterfinal, and let the other bowls stand put. And then when you get to the semifinals, then you play the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the right. you know the the iPhone Bowl, whatever you want to call it, like. <laughs> Then you get to that point,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, that make, that makes perfect sense. I mean, another thing with the playoff format uh, too is if I mean, number one, number two seeds they can get a buy. Yeah, I mean, if you're number one, number two seed, you, you know, you got three, three place eight, four place seven, five place six, and you have it right there. I mean, it's just like regular NFL. Well, before number one, number two seeds got the buy. Yeah, yeah. I agree even, though, even though, even I, though I would like to
0: see the one, even though if you're one and two, I would kind of want to see you play the eight and the seven seed respectively, because you play, you play the game. You don't, have, you never know what can happen.
1: I mean, Ohio State would be ranked second, and play three games, so it's like it, it's okay at that point. <laughs> yeah right
0: it'll be more than six games you qualify for your 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 conference yeah, they, title yeah. games yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah they they qualify after playing the full season jesus christ i i <laughs> i I'm, I'm saving
0: myself for that conversation <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's go to you here jeremy what do you think i i'm in full agreement this this
3: this year has been you know it, everyone's pissed off at see conferences and schools for either getting it right or getting it wrong. It's like, what do we have to lose at this point? This is the perfect time for a trial and error. And I, I would say a minimum of eight teams, a minimum, maybe more, but at least eight. And especially this year, we have like we discussed the top four, you have Florida, Cincinnati, BYU, the powerhouse, Coastal Carolina, who we all had in our top 25 preseason rankings, I'm sure. You have all these good teams this year. That could make a case for making the the college football playoff. Honestly, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. It, so I think this this year they're not gonna do it. Of course, it's it's too late. But uh, at least I don't think. But this would have been the perfect opportunity and, and the stars aligned because we had all these good teams. And obviously, some of these good teams are not gonna play in the in the football playoff. So they're gonna get they'll still get a bowl game, but it's not the cream of the crop that they yep. want. I just thought, you know, they got so many things wrong this year, and that was another thing they got wrong. They should have at least tried it and see. And, like, kind of like you said, Marcus, try it, see what happens. If it fails, cool. If it, if it succeeds, cool. But you know what? We made an attempt, and not to mention there's a lot of pissed off fans. So, ex, ex, uh, I'm sorry, expanding it to at least 18s probably would have maybe gotten some of their interest back a little bit, too. Okay. And yeah, hmm. like you, meant, oh, like you is, mentioned, like you mentioned, you
1: know, like you mentioned, trial and error. It's kind of like when the Jets the last second blitz, you know, it either work or it won't. So Good God. Oh, it, my, I, I, call, I call <laughs> I call I called that
0: play the full tank mode blitz. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, Greg Williams was like, all right, either I'm fired tomorrow or I have my job next year. Let's go get yeah, it. Yeah, Greg Williams was the uh,
0: sacrificial lamb on that one.
2: <laughs> Big
0: time. And I'll, you know what? You know what I, I, you know, truth be told, you guys don't have to believe me. I was watching that game, and I saw our undrafted corner matched up with Henry Ruggs. And I'm like, you know what? I'm like, they're stacking the box. I'm like, these guys are going to blitz on fourth and forever. I'm like, they're going to do it. And then, long behold, that whole middle of the field is wide open. And then I see Henry Ruggs just book it. And I'm like, yep, this is over. <sighs>
2: <laughs> which, oh, mind man. you, I was rooting.
0: Which I, I was rooting for. I was doing backflips in my living room because
1: the Jets fans were celebrating.
0: <laughs> who do you think
2: was? Who do you think was we more? Still bad? Got the number one pick. Yeah,
0: Dude, I I donated to Henry Ruggs' cause or Mike Mike my, my, my cause. My cleats because he did that. He got a <laughs> nice. He got a very nice fifteen dollar donation from me. <laughs>
2: Oh my goodness! Um, just to hit on one more thing there on that conversation, um, Marcus, I really like your point about uh, about all the other sports doing it this year. Every other sport did it: the NBA, the NFL, the Major League Baseball, the NHL. Everybody uh, expanded their playoffs, or at least like the NBA did the bubble and gave more teams an opportunity to get in. But um, it, it, the only one that didn't do it is the one that needed to, and that's just just kind of sad and adds to the demise of college football this year. So um, let's go into the last conversation here. We only got about 11 minutes left on the recording. Um, Ohio State, the, whole, the conversation's there. Everybody's arguing back and forth. Originally scheduled to play an eight-game regular season. They've had three canceled by COVID-19. But the, the original minimum was that they were that you had to play six games to get into the Big Ten title game. But it looks like the Big Ten is going to allow them to play um, against Northwestern on December nineteenth. So Shut that kind of changes this whole conversation. So Ohio State will have a chance to be a conference champion, but playing uh playing everything up, I'll start with you, Jeremy, since you have the most at stake. Should Ohio State get in, <laughs> and why or why not? I mean, but we all think yes. But go ahead. So,
3: of course, I think yes, but of course, I see. I the, the unbiased side of me sees. Everyone else, it's like, well, they're getting special treatment. They're getting all these rules bent for them. Like, why the hell don't we get that treatment? Well, I'll tell you why. Because you're not Ohio State. I'm just. I mean, right. I am mean, being just, honest, that just comes with you, the
2: territory, right?
3: We've been good, so good for so long. We're a prestigious school, and the Big Ten relies on us a lot. Well, obviously, a lot. And they've already lost so much revenue this year. Kevin Warren, the Big Ten president, he's he butchered the situation from the get-go he, he went from saying there's no season period we're not playing any games and a week or two later he said oh well, no no hold on let's see what we got going on here and so that instantly just made everyone mad everyone in the Big Ten and Ohio State and Nebraska were the two big schools that were really pushing him to make a season like come on let's make something happen we want to play our guys are ready to play they want to play let's make it happen And Kevin Warren was like, well, you know, I don't know. And then he actually had that meeting with the president, and and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, we got a season, but it's only in conference games. I was like, okay, I can get on board with that. It's something rather than nothing. And, of course, everyone's going to say, well, they only played five games, which I get, I understand, but you got to see that we were coming to play – we were coming ready to play every single game. We couldn't control that Illinois canceled or Maryland canceled or – that team up north who shall remain nameless canceled. You know, we were ready to play those games. We were ready to go. Even the game against Illinois that was canceled because of our COVID problem. From what I had understood is that we still had enough players to field a whole team and be able to play. But the big 10 was like, nah, you, you can't do it. Sorry. So, but the unbiased, like I said, the unbiased side of me sees them getting the preferential treatment. And, you know, it would piss me off, too, if I was a non-Ohio State fan. But knowing how much revenue the Big Ten has lost, an ungodly amount of money just from not having fans of everything, all the COVID madness, they can – they simply – the conference simply cannot afford to – literally to not have Ohio State in the college football playoff. Even if they don't win it, just having them in the playoff will basically save their ass. Because they've already butchered the whole situation badly enough. This is they—they will drown if Ohio State does not get there. Simply put,
2: Dan.
0: Simple answer: No, they don't deserve it. I'm sorry. Your your game your game got canceled. It's a shame that it happened that way, but there is rules in place. There's you got to play six games. They're canceled. I would much – I'm not saying I would much rather see this conference talking because don't get me wrong. Any game that Ohio State's in, it's Hollywood. It's it's all eyes, national attention. We're watching. I think Justin Fields is a tremendous ball player, um, easily number two behind Trevor Lawrence. Um, but, you know, it should be Northwestern versus Iowa for the championship game. That's just how it should be. They played their allotted games. They are in first in their respective divisions in the conference. And you know that's just the way it is and you know Jeremy said it point I'm not an Ohio State fan I don't have hate for them but I'm not a fan Yeah they they're getting the treatment of being the prestigious school the elite school the school of the Big 10 that's what they are they are they are the Big 10 and they're getting that treatment all- because of you know that's just the way it is like, it's 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 them Wisconsin and I'm going to say it for you Jeremy it's Michigan <laughs> Those are the three teams. Those are the he's, three teams that generate the most revenue for the Big Ten. He's done And, and yeah, no, he's, Can I add he's one sick more to thing? his stomach. Go yeah. for it.
3: I, I will say, at a slight rebuttal, if we hadn't beaten Michigan State the way we had, if it was a lot closer to a game, I don't think this conversation would be even happening. I'll say that. Yeah, that's fair. That's
0: and I'll end. be on, And I'll be honest with you, I'm almost positive Michigan canceled this their game to screw Ohio State from not getting the a qualified amount of games to get into the to get into the conference championship game. I'm just saying it's a conspiracy, and it, it you know what? I'm starting to buy it a little bit, but you know, you know what and my all, thought is on that. What is it? I agree. I, okay. I think Okay, yeah, they exa- did that on yeah, purpose, yeah. They 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 ten thousand percent did it on purpose. But like I said, I personally don't think Ohio State deserves to be in it. But you know, the Big Ten did announce today they're going to play Northwestern right at the end. So they they, meet, they met the allotted games thanks to a push from the conference that butchered their entire season, you know. But, you know, if, they, if, if Ohio State goes 6-0, and yeah, go right ahead. Walk right in. But if I'm a fan, I'm looking at, you know, Northwestern and Iowa probably should be playing.
2: Yeah, That's fair. All right, let's go to you, Marcus. We only got about five minutes left. Uh, I mean, yes, they should. It, this is
1: not something it's it now if Ohio State was doing he was canceling these games, all three of them. I mean, that's kind of one of those things that and, and they weren't rescheduled, then probably no. But since I believe all three of these teams they canceled it, so that's not, that's not Ohio State's fault. So, yeah, go ahead and give it to them. You mentioned Iowa would, would go over Ohio State now. If you sat there and told me who would win between, between Iowa and Ohio State. Ohio State's going to win. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. And, and of course, you know, like the Big Ten revenue, Ohio State's going to bring way more, way more viewership than Iowa. Now, granted, would it, would the game be closer or be a lot, would be one of those things where it's two teams that typically wouldn't be in the Big Ten championship play each other? Yeah. Uh, for me, someone who likes to watch teams like that play, I, I would be interested. I'd sit down and go, oh, it's, it's not going to be a lopsided game. Um, I think that they, I think Ohio State deserves it. I, you can't you can't discredit the fact that with how crazy this year has, has been, sports and in general, that a team that has won every game that they've had the opportunity to play has, is undefeated. That they don't get a chance to represent their conference, like you said. There's a there's a six game minimum, but that's a six game minimum is with a normal season. This whole year has not been normal, so you this if any year can be to where it's like okay, you you get we're gonna waive that this year. This is the year for it. Now, next year, if everything's normal, no, you don't get it. But this year, fine. I'm cool with
2: it. I'm okay. So, um, so first of all, y'all bring up good points. Um, especially Dan and Jeremy there on the rebuttals. I really uh really appreciated that going back and forth there because you both made points that kind of made me sit back and go, uh, well, yeah. So here's my take on it. And there was a reason uh, I told Marcus earlier today, I didn't want to bring an sec fan. Like a, we had an Auburn fan trying to come on in a Florida fan because sec fans are just disgusting and they're homers. And they have the two teams that are on the outside looking in and uh, Major uh, riding, Major roll, tide, roll tide roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for some reason, uh, Vanderbilt fans are happy when Alabama wins the national championship. Like shut the hell up. You didn't do anything. Um, But it's just, I don't know. I didn't want to bring an SEC fan on because they have the two teams on the outside looking in. So I know we had an Ohio State fan, but uh, having three FSU fans who really have um, absolutely no interest in Ohio State, no offense to you there, but we have no reason to tell you yes or no just to be nice. But I, I think Ohio State should get in. You cannot look at college football right now, and even only playing five games, you can't tell me that Ohio State is not one of the best four teams in college football. and. That's the words of the committee, right, to get the best four teams in. Plus, one, only one of their cancellations right now can even be halfway deemed as their fault. Um, but like you said, Jeremy, uh, they, they tried to play. They tried to do everything they could, even without Ryan Day uh, coaching that game. They did everything they can to try and get it in, and the Big Ten wouldn't let them. The, um, and then, like you guys said also, with the Michigan thing, I I, I don't know if you, if you should punish Ohio State for Michigan backing out of this game, almost really seemingly at the last minute here. As oh yeah, uh, no, we were completely yeah. on purpose. This is yeah, Jim Harbaugh's I...
1: only game where he did not lose to Ohio State. <laughs> 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 you know one
2: one. I mean,
0: I mean like what one quick chime in. I'm sorry. Um, I I do have Ohio State as one of my four best teams. It's just I'm thinking more so like on the teams who did play their full schedule. I just want to put that out there. Ohio
2: State no, will absolutely. be in the playoffs. Absolutely. There's one I, quick I mean, you thing put, for me, too. Like, go ahead, Jeremy.
3: Oh, I was going to say, you know, it, it is quite a conspiracy theory, but it's, the pieces are kind of falling into place, and it's making it seem more like, yeah, Michigan did this to screw us on purpose.
2: As sad as it is, I, th- I think that's what happened. And, I mean, hey, whatever. It's smart, and it so almost they, worked, but it didn't.
1: Go blue.
3: And they, we were favored to win by 30 anyway, the, the, the first uh, – the first one that came out it was Ohio State by twenty nine and a half. So they knew that's they were so get. sad. that was, was, that was the, they dead. said that was the biggest margin predict um in history, I think, in the
0: in the history of the rivalry. That was the biggest. I'm just gonna put it out there. Michigan Michigan lost to Rutgers. I don't care if they won, they lost to Rutgers. ah ha yes.
2: I agree. Well, listen, guys, we only have a minute left. uh, So I want to send you guys out of here and say thank you to you. First of all, Jeremy, we appreciate you coming back on, man. Uh, Go Cardinals. I hope you guys can make the playoffs in the NFC West. And it's just a stacked division, but good luck to you.
3: Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Let's do this again sometime. I had a blast.
2: Absolutely. And Dan, thank you as always. Uh, Before you go, tell everybody where they can find your podcast one more time.
0: Thank you, guys. Um, Shut up and listen. I'm on all streaming platforms. New episode actually just dropped tonight. We talked about a very questionable ESPN NBA player rankings. Check us out, Spotify, podcasts.
2: Ooh. Awesome. Yeah, I saw Zion uh, ranked
1: 19th overall in the league. Ooh. You can go on and listen how
0: mad <laughs> I was.
2: <laughs> yeah, I will. And DeMar DeRozan at 82. That was pretty Ooh. crazy, too. But, um, but Marcus, thank you as always, bro. Yes,
1: sir, man. Pleasure as always.
2: All right, guys. We'll be back next week with more sports talk. Until then, everybody stay uh, stay happy. And there's my son. We'll see you guys next week.
0: See ya.